Hello and welcome to Southwest News Media Sports Podcast, Sports for Dummies. I'm Todd Avelin with Tom Charter. Dan Huss and Eric Croucher are out this week. For the week of July 5th, 2019, we're talking about the new school enrollment figures and how it will impact district athletics. We're also talking about a Timberwolves debacle. We've also got our favorite sports moments of the week. Well, welcome. It's just Tom and I today, Dan and Eric, nowhere to be found. But the high school league has uh, released school enrollment figures for the next two years, and uh, guess who the top SEC schools are? <laughs> Enrollment-wise, Prior Lake and Shockby, yeah. both top ten enrollment. Prior Lake has moved up to number five, behind Wyzetta, Minnetonka, Eden Prairie, and Blaine, and then it's Stillwater, Edina, Champlin, Shockby, and Rosemont. As your top ten, not shocked. Are you shocked? Not shocked. Shockby's going to keep moving up. There'll be, my guess, Prior Lake and Shockby will be right around the top five in the next next enrollment figures in two years. So, the the people of Shockby may be surprised that they're that big, but if you figure, if you watch high school sports at all, you're not not surprised. I was a little surprised Eden Prairie stayed that high. I remember Dan said their numbers were kind of coming down. But actually, Minnetonka and that are the only ones with 3,000-plus. Eden Prairie is 2,700, and Prior Lake is 2,648. So it's pretty close between – and Shakopee's 22. Right. 22,81. So – the middle ones are fairly fairly close. Why is that a Minnetonka? Why is that a 3,200, 3,276? is 3,198. I mean, they're big. Yeah. Burnsville fell all the way to 15. What's the smallest SEC school? It has to be Apple Valley, right? Apple Valley's by far. They're like 48. But then the lake, then the next one after Apple Valley, I think, are the Lakevilles. Right. North and south. East, then Egan. Burnsville, Farmington's ahead of Burnsville, Eastview's ahead of Burnsville. There's five teams ahead of Burnsville. Farmington, Prior Lake, Shakopee, Rosemont, Eastview, Farmington, Burnsville six in the SEC, Egan seven. Then the Lakeville North, South, and Apple Valley. So the question is, has Prior Lake gotten over the fact that they're no longer a small town, and are they starting to act like the top five school enrollment? It's better than it has been. Years years ago, when they were when they were pulled up to the top class, and they had the "woe is me, we have to face Eden Prairie," and now with their new facilities coming in, I mean they're just they're just another lake school. Yeah, Prior Lake they're, made they're that, a lake school. Yeah, Prior Lake made that jump before Shakopee a couple probably one or two cycles before Shakopee, but same thing with Shakopee. Shakopee was like, "Woe is me, what are, what are we doing in this class?" And like, "Why are we playing Eden Prairie in Minnetonka?" And I was always like. You guys looked at your school enrollment lately? You're a top 20 school and you're growing. You're going to be top 10, top 5, and you're not getting away from Eden Prairie and those guys because they're your neighbors. So yep. start playing them. Start acting like you can beat them. Quit acting like they're so great and get in there and beat them. But they've, got, they've come a long way since I've started here. You know, The, the facilities are better at Shockby. they got the new field house, the addition to the high school. Two turfed football fields are slash soccer fields they can practice on. Uh, they've got uh, softball facilities, great. Baseball facilities are great. So they've got the facilities that now they can 
Now they just got to get the mentality. Yeah, yeah quit. in the community. The stop. Go. Oh, here's your go. Eden Prairie again. We got to play Eden Prairie again. Yeah, I feel priorly a lot of programs. Obviously, the lacrosse programs and football don't have that. They feel like they're as good as anybody. You know, I still feel like some of their programs need to. Volleyball is another one for a while there that, you know, they they felt like they were as good as anybody in the state. But I'm not sure. Some of the programs still need to catch up a little bit on that. Yeah. Like probably hockey for Fire Lake. I think hockey is one of them. I don't know about. I mean, basketball has been, but they've got they've had so much talent the last couple of years. How, how could they not think they're one of the best teams in the in the in the state? It's a baseball town, but they always come talk about how great the the section is. But you're part of that section, and you've got a great program. So yeah, I don't know if it's registered all the way into the community totally yet. I think I they still get shocked and happy when they beat an Eden Prairie or a Wyzetta when. It shouldn't be a shock anymore. Yeah. Well, you I, are them. I th- <laughs> exactly. I think if you walk down the street of Shockby and ask people, "What's your enrollment and what? How big are you and where do you rank in the high school?" They'd be stunned if they were in the top ten. They would never guess nine. They would never guess nine, and only what six, seven hundred kids behind Eden Prairie, which is a big number, but. But how much are you ahead of everybody else? I you still get that at football games. I I've been on sidelines with games with Burns at Burnsville we're talking football with in other communities and I remember the one guy last year there was a guy that said uh Our Lake boy they got a good little football program for a small town and I like, oh, <laughs> like one of the biggest schools in the state he couldn't believe it so I don't know if it's registered all the way across sometimes I even think the Star and Tribune or some of these teams that cover them are kind of shocked that Prior Lake is is what they are right Prior Lake, they they are a lake school in the SEC. They are big. They've got money. They've got bodies. And now, when those new facilities come in, they can't complain about facilities. They got everything: Minnetonka, Hopkins, Edina, Eden Prairie. They have everything that they have. Right. So there's no there's no complaining about being a lake school. Now, will they join join the lake? We've had that discussion. I think 169 keeps them from going up there. Right. So driving up that way. Plus, well, they don't want to go to Buffalo. <laughs> right. Well, Buffalo's top twenty, aren't they? They got St. Michael's sixteen. So those two are not. Yeah, I mean Buffalo is just growing fast, right? Right. Buffalo. Uh, man, they're. I'm trying to find them on here. Well, I think St. Michael's right around Burnsville, but Burnsville's so they're about. Yeah, St. Michael's two behind St. Seventeen. So they're Buffalo is. Um, and they're uh, they're right behind um, they're right ahead of uh, behind Osseo <laughs> and ahead of Lakeville North. So, yeah. oh God, I, I would have never got but see now that that surprises me. Right, that Buffalo, but they must draw from a pretty big area. Yeah. Do they draw from. Well, they probably have the same thing that that Prior Lake and Shockley went through a couple of that like they're like can't believe they're this big and they're whining like why are we not playing Monticello and. Right, those teams instead of you know, now we got to play Eden Prairie and Edina. St. Michael's in that same boat. I feel like I feel like they're over it though already. I think they, and maybe their wrestling they're is wrestling. so good, and they've had some good football teams the last couple of years. Their baseball program's always pretty strong. Maybe they're still on the way up, but there's no and they and they've joined the lake right. Yeah. So there's no fear anymore. Right. Buffalo's no fear. So. Maybe there's a little fear in the lake. Yeah. Prior Lake should not fear anybody. They've got 
people would kill to have what they have as yeah, far as yeah. same with Shockley. People would be stunned at the biggest the second biggest school in the SEC, like, oh we can't play with the East Views or the Rosemonts and like You're bigger than You're them. bigger than You're them. bigger than they got great facilities. Rosemont I mean those Rosemonts and Apple Valley they don't have the great facilities over there because it's such a big district that they can't they one gets it, they all gotta get right. it. So Egan, I mean they all got stick it stuck grass fields. Right. Egan and Rosemont and Lakeville's got Lakeville North has grass fields. Lakeville South has turf fields. Well, I think it's the other way around. Is it? I think North has the turf and grass. Okay. Yeah, North I has the turf and grass, and South has the grass. Okay. Rosemont still got Rosemont's got that muddy field pit that's down in the hole. Right. That they water, I think, before every. <laughs> Let the grass grow. Eastfields, Eastfields field looks like a a reverse C. It's, it's like. A hump in the middle, and then it falls off really bad on the sides. Yeah. Apple Valley's, I think, when I've been over there for lacrosse, seems like they take care of it. Somebody else, maybe other right. than the city, but right. the facilities aren't as good over there. No. Cockby's got the turf; they've got it. They've got the facilities. Right. Probably the only thing they need is the the big. Uh, they could use a dome. If they dome could. or the community that the thing that Burnsville just built. You know, the recreation center yeah. like Jefferson, they probably could use it. That's probably next over there, huh? Well, they have that big field house, which houses about 15 basketball courts and volleyball no, courts. Then they, and then they got and it. And then they got the two turf fields. They could probably use a dome facility to work in the winter. But. I wonder if Prior Lake, is Prior Lake's new facility going to have a dome? Anybody know? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's coming up. Then they're building that right now. Yeah. That's just going to make them even better. Well, also with the enrollments, we find out which – why there's 31 teams in fo- Class 6A football. Brainerd is number 32, and they're in Class 5A. Coon Rapids is, and is also and Armstrong are also down, even right. though they're in the top 32. Totino and Creighton are up. To make 31. To make 31. So that means where there's Park, number 33, Southwest, 34, those are the teams that could take those spots. I can't imagine Southwest doing it. Park's been there. Right. And I think Andover's 35. Yeah, Andover, to me, Andover's the most logical one because of, of their history in the North Suburban with mostly all big schools. Right. I don't know why they wouldn't. They play them anyway. They used to play them all the time. I don't even know if they do. They, are they still in the district where they still play them? I think yeah. they like the rivalries. I don't right. know why they just wouldn't want to yeah. play up. Well, the question, the, you can see why they don't, let Brainerd, they don't want Brainerd in Class 6A because for the playoffs, they'd have to drive down to the cities every week. Yep. So that's, but Coon Rapids is like 25th, 26th. Yeah, in they're, the they're, not, they're not in the 30s. They're in the 20s. So they, for them to play down is Something's going questionable on. or, granted, they don't have a very good football history, but. Um, Do they have. And Armstrong, Armstrong has a pretty good football history. I don't know why they're. Coon Rapids is 24. So that's a, that's a big leap to push them back. Armstrong's 30. So Brainerd, the 30 and 32 have gone down, but, but Coon Rapids is 24. They're, ahead of, they're, they're bigger than Eastridge and North and South. Right. So they must have something going on there. Their numbers must be, football numbers must be. Yeah, where they've. Any I mean, good if anybody foot- wanted to beg to go down and, other than Coon Rapids, would be Egan. Yeah. Because how, how bad they've been over the last four or five yeah. years. Well, maybe all the good football players from Coon Rapids transfer to Blaine. Maybe. <laughs> Blaine's had some good teams. Yeah, for sure. Chanhassen's 38. So I thought they'd be higher than that. So did I. I thought they were, uh, weren't they? Chan- Chaska's actually in the 40. They're 48. Well, didn't they redo the boundaries? 
in the last couple oh, years. Over there? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's where we need Crusher. Jefferson's 41. That's about right for that. Right. Yeah, I mean, after that, one take more heads in there, Elk River, Andover. Andover's the one, to me, that should be up. And I wouldn't mind to see, I think Chan Asin could be up, too. Right. You know. We just don't know why they just don't make it 32, why they just 31, what's... Why let a Coon Rapids go down, or why not move a team up? I don't know. We all Hopkins doesn't play a six A schedule either, and they're pretty high up on this list too. Right. Hopkins is um, well, they're they're in the twenties. Yeah. So, well, they're basketball. <laughs> That's school enrollment for you. Uh, NBA draft. NBA last week in free draft. agency. How how disappointed were you that? Warriors came in and stole the Timberwolves. You can't. Who's gonna? You can't trade Wiggins' contract. <laughs> My son was just up in arms because he loves D- D'Angelo Russell, and he's like, "Why didn't the Toes do them?" Like, because they have the only way they could have done it is if they unloaded Wiggins. And nobody wants Wiggins. nobody wants four more years of that contract. I said he's untradeable. I said you have Wiggins for four more years or right. three, and and then somebody might take him on that last year of a contract. Right. But you have him for three. And you're gonna to have to deal with it. Right. I Did mean, you that, really think the Wolves were gonna get Russell? Well, I mean, I, I think he wanted to come here, and because I think him and Cat are tight, but it was impossible. Right. There's just no way to trade Wiggins. Wiggins has got the most untradeable contract in right. the league. You'll have to offer like Wiggins and like three first round picks just to somebody to take them for you. Yeah, and, and that would be, have to be a, a team that has no chance of winning because they just want to. They just want to. If they're playing for two or three years down the road, right. if they if they made that if they somehow were unloaded Wiggins to anybody, I was telling like I was telling my son, I was like, I don't nobody you could trade Wiggins and then offer up cash and first round picks and get a bag of chips in return, and they're not doing it because they don't want that contract. Right, that's all it is. NBA is contracts. This that this decides everything. Yeah, and I don't know who's had it worse at the. Free agency wise, or the Knicks or the Wolves. <laughs> Knicks, Knicks can't attract anybody anymore. The Wolves keep burying themselves in horrible, horrible contracts. Right. How about Brooklyn though, grabbing KD and Kyrie? It's a pretty and, good and, get for and them. And Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they'll wait one year and wait till Durant gets better, and boom. Yeah. And then Golden State just. They always seem to find a way. To, I mean, D'Angelo Russell will be good for that three-guard rotation, and then you bring in – they just brought in another center from Sacramento that was actually pretty good. That Cully Stein. Yeah. Well, yeah. They don't, you don't need them to do much. Well, They'll still be so. good. Kawhi Leonard will go to Clippers. Seems to be the – Clippers, first. Lakers, or Toronto. He's, That's the same, the only three teams left. I ain't right. going to the Knicks. He ain't going to the Knicks, though. No. Nobody else could probably afford him. Can we somehow trade Wiggins to – Toronto. Toronto and bring in him. No, I suppose we can. He's unrestricted. Guess I'd a trade deal. Yeah. You could see him come. He wouldn't come here. Who would want he, He's like, going. He's either going to stay where he won a championship or go home right. to L.A. Who wants Wiggins? Who would want him? Nobody. God, what a disappointment. <laughs> you're just stuck with... You're stuck with a medium... Or a... Borderline playoff team yeah, for another a team that can win years. thirty-five to 43, 40, forty-five games, yeah. which Go is nowhere in the right playoffs between the ten and seven seed. Yep, you'll get that. 
next three years, and then it'll, it'll anger Cat so much he'll probably want to he'll want out. Yep. Maybe they should maybe they should just blow it all up. <laughs> trade Cat right now. Trade Cat. Trade say we'll trade you Cat and Wiggins. Get rid of that and then just start over. Maybe. Maybe. Start over with who they got in the draft. Who'd they get after this draft was two weeks ago? No, no, they, no, that, no, that no, Texas that Tech Texas kid, Tech that Culver, Culver. Very fun. It was fun watching my when I read off the twitters. Hey, Iguodala, Lakers. These, my son's like, what? Why would Warriors go? They had to trade him to get D'Lo. D'Lo's going to the Warriors. <laughs> he was getting. Then I would say. Leonard to the Lakers, and he'd just throw his hands up in the air. That's ridiculous. I'm like, no, that hasn't happened yet, but it could. Does your son watch he NBA loved, Summer League? He he ha, he puts it on, but and then he doesn't recognize any players. And <laughs> turns, turns it off. Oh, the NBA Summer League. He follows the NBA. I, I, I don't, he's really into following. He knows all the guys. I mean, I could say, hey, we got Shabazz Napier, and he's like, he's terrible. <laughs> like, it's true. He's just a bad guy. <laughs> Or some other guy we got. We just get some other. Oh, he liked the guy we got from the Warriors, the big man. Bell, Jordan Bell. Yeah, he goes. I like Jordan Bell. Well, he's your son's watching. My son's in the. It's MLB Network all the time right now. NBA season. It's NBA TV yeah. right now. It's NBA NBL Network. So he's following the. Yeah, Lee's not into the. He's not even into the Twins right now, even though they're killing everybody and in first place and got one of the best records of baseball. He's Santos stinks. He strikes out too much. That's <laughs> yeah, true, but he's got a bat like eighth. I said he can afford strikeouts down there if he's going to get you twenty five homers. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, what else is going on? So next week you're you got something in the popper about? Uh, yeah, working on a story on between parents and kids deciding going traveling programs or staying in house community programs. Talked to a few coaches, and the overriding theme from all the coaches is, we don't care where you play. Just play. Just play. Said they, uh, they've all said we've had, we have traveling kids, we have in-house kids, all play varsity. Just play. Doesn't matter. It's all what's up to the families. Cost, time, schedule, commitment, all what the families want to do. You can become a good player staying in-house community. Mm-hmm. You can become a good player playing traveling. You can play traveling your whole life, get up to high school, and get cut just yeah. as, mo- as well as you can from an in-house program. So that was the overriding theme from it's, the coaches. It is a good theme, though. Just go play. Don't right. sit home. Go play. Go compete, whether it's in traveling or in-house. The question is, well, do the better communities or maybe more successful at the higher levels have community have have programs in-house and traveling that work together or are separate you know I w- that'd be an interesting fight that would be interesting to see if because most communities schools or associations are together the outlier is the programs that have a traveling program and then the in-house program separate and there's no little communications between the two there's no coordination at all right so yeah, there's, I mean, programs like Chaska, I know, and Chanhassen, they, they have, they have traveling teams, but they also put together teams from in-house to compete in traveling right. tournaments. Yeah, 
which to me is a great idea, something other communities probably should do. Well, my daughter plays fast pitch softball, and we, Chaska and Chan, were both in our league, and we played them. And they have they have the traveling program and the in-house program. They then they're they're basically the same. Traveling team plays a little bit higher level in the league and more tournaments. The in-house play, plays the lower league, and one or zero to one tournaments all year long. So it's all up to the parents how they want it. But they're they're together and combining and doing that. So that's a good idea. Football, football, youth football becoming. I my son played for Bloomington last year, and I got an email regarding. Registration with there's still three weeks. How many fourth graders do you think have signed up for Bloomington tackle football? Fourth graders going right now yeah, at, at this time, yeah. 15, 11, 11, yeah. only one flag. What's I saw those registrations. Well, you got evaluations are like three weeks, yeah, but that seems awfully early when the season starts, doesn't start till mid August. Well, yeah, Bloomington starts early though, they'll start practicing, they'll start practicing the first day in August. It's early. They do. We we're and goes we're to what mid October. Yeah, depending on how many teams you have, but yeah, there's not a lot of communities like Prior Lake and Shockby. They wait until they kind of jive it with the school year. Right. Maybe they have evals in August, and then they kind of start playing where it's in connection more with the high school. Bloomington, they they start early. There's a lot of you know Burnsville starts early. A lot of those Southwest Metro schools, Apple Valley, a lot of them start early. I don't know why they want to start so early. Kids just get done with baseball. Well, there, yeah. Well, back to the, to the traveling. There's some programs just uh, or sports that are all traveling, like hockey. You can't if you're going to play hockey, you're you're playing traveling. traveling. Football, it's pace. It's kind of a traveling in-house, but yeah. the same program, same same program. There's no, there's no one. There's no two. There's one. Um, Fast pitching, like in most community, I don't know if they have a fast pitch in hunt. My some might have, but you still gotta play like in a traveling league. For fast softball? pitch, yeah. So um, volleyball, there's no BA volleyball. There's there's no well, there's BA. There is in house for Bloom, Bloom. I don't know about in Chalkby or Prior Lake or elsewhere. It's all club. But it's all the younger grade. Once you get up to a certain age, it's club. It's right. club. Club volleyball. Club or middle school maybe. Yeah. So it comes also another story. That you could work on is the rise of club fat, uh, softball and baseball. Yep. It's coming. It's it's, coming. It, it's it's already here, but it's growing and getting bigger. It's growing so fast. I mean, there's there's teams, well, Shakopee, former Shakopee Chase Henkins. Is that how I say his name? Yep. I mean, you know, he's a co-owner of a club out in Apple Valley. H. HBT. HBT. No, HTP. Okay. It's the last names of the three corners. Henkes, Dylan, Thomas. I don't even know the other guy. Pete starts with a P. <laughs> he was pitcher of the White Sox. Snapple Valley. They're like four or five years, three or four years old, four, maybe in their fourth year. They're just rising up. They all do get these facilities and then they. Well, every. Like, they start recruiting. Starters, pitch to pitch. North Star Academy. Starters not that old, is it? No, Starters is six years old. They've all got club teams. And uh, pitch to pitch. Well, it used, used to be. Narc, arc, narc, well, when our kids started, endeavors. when our kids started traveling baseball, the club was it was there, but it wasn't really. And you just play fall baseball, which is just double right. headers on a Sunday, just to get the kids keep playing. Now, a lot of kids aren't doing that. They're going to the club and. 
They're getting 30 two, th- more games. two, three practices a week and thirty games in September. After a after a summer filled of <clears throat> anywhere from thirty five to forty five games in the summer, not to mention you probably started in March, probably started in February, getting ready for your mid March tryouts, throwing. So you're playing from late February all the way into the first weekend of October. Right. That's a lot of baseball for a 10, 11, 12-year-old. And if you think traveling is expensive, check out the club baseball yeah, expenses. I mean, yeah. Where they get you is they, you know, they bring you in, and, yeah, it's a, it's a hefty fee. But then they say, well, we got a tournament in Missouri. Well, that's that's six hundred bucks down the drain. You know, you got to go to Missouri to stay in a hotel. Right. We got we're going to the Dells for a tournament. Well, there's another seven hundred dollars. So yeah, I mean, you get, I mean, you get the indoor facility usage all year round. I mean, for the time you're there, maybe a little longer, and then you get discounts on on training programs, small group lessons. And there's no doubt that coach, the one thing I did, my son did spring ball. The one thing I liked about it was the fact that I could take him into there every, every, whenever I wanted to and hit and throw to him, you know, and there's more reps. What I didn't like was the combined practices, 10s, 11s, 12s, right? Right. There's a lot of instructors. So these kids now are seeing seven different guys who are showing them hitting. Right. Well, you're doing this, and for a ten-year-old to have to process, everybody's telling them a different thing. You know, they're all. I'm not saying it's all wrong either. It's a lot of good information, but it's different information almost every time you get a different instructor. Right. For a ten-year-old's mind, eleven-year-old, I mean, they're just bogging them down with information. I'd like to see these clubs say, "Okay, you're on. This is your hitting guy, and that's it." Right. So they go to one guy because. Eight guys for a ten year for a seventeen year old kid can handle that. Sixteen year old, eighteen year old, ten year old, eleven they don't handle that. it's too much information. Right. So now they're focusing on this and they're focusing on that, and they're focusing on this. That was the one thing I didn't like about it. And then you get guys who are pitching gurus <laughs> and all of a sudden he's 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 teaching a small group hitting lesson. I'm not saying he doesn't know anything about hitting, but he's a pitching guy. You know he's a pitching guy. Right. His bio is pitching, he's pitched in college and this. Right. So that's the one thing I didn't like about it because I think there's too much information for a 9, 10, 11-year-old to process more and more. And you could say, and I'm sure they'd argue, well, we're, we're, we're teaching the basics. But, yeah, you're teaching the basics, but it's, it's being taught in different ways. Right. There's different information. It's how you're teaching it. It's how you're saying it. And it's 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds. They don't process it that well. Nope. And you're sticking all that stuff. So that's the one thing I don't like about it. Yeah. So... Well, there's that. Uh, got any sports athletes of the week or anything this week? Well, Dar- Austin Garcia, didn't he do something for USA Basketball? Oh, yeah. That was, he led the USA Basketball to uh, a gold medal in the three-on-three championships in Mongolia. He's been heavily recruited. Yep. He's got, uh, he's got of 20 major divi- major division one pro- programs seeking his services I don't know where where he would go I I couldn't tell you where he would end up it seems like all of the Kansas and North Carolina and the, Kentucky in the past lately month has given them yeah. scholarships Duke, Kansas Kentucky North Carolina I mean those those teams were kind of on the fringe early 
now they're in the mix. So that probably just takes the Gophers right out of it, doesn't right. it? Right. Yeah. Most likely. Yes. You know, even Gonzaga's in the mix. Yeah. Big, major, big perennial power programs. I mean, I I don't know where he fits best. I couldn't tell you, but he's going to have a big decision in a couple months to decide where he's going to go. Yep. So. That's all. I, I don't got any others. They, there's nobody playing. There's nothing going on. Uh, just baseball. Just hopefully. Legion baseball. Just, yeah. So. Legion baseball, town ball, Elko Speedway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's it. That's it for Sports for Dummies this week. I'm producer Rachel Minsky. Sports for Dummies is a Southwest News Media production and is hosted by Todd Ablin, Tom Chardon, Eric Croucher, and Dan Huss. For more coverage of local sports or to listen to previous episodes of this podcast, visit swnewsmedia.com and click on the Sports tab. Thanks for listening. <laughs>